What is going on, Giants fans? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. The boys are back. Tom and I are here to do a little uh, post-game recap of this week three loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Giants lost on Monday Night Football 23-16. to I was at the game. It was a fun game, and it was a tough game. Um, there, were, there were a lot of good things we saw and a lot of bad things we saw, but overall, I had a great time, and... 3-0 was in the, the future picture for sure, but two, I'll take 2-1 and one for sure with this team. So, Tom, how you doing? Doing good. It, uh, unfortunately, the winning streak of, of the New York Giants while I'm at ESPN has come to an end, and while you are a season ticket holder, can't win them all. Me and you agreed that night because um, I was trying to just talk you down while, while you were so upset Monday night. Um, that was, that was a big coming back down to earth game for them. Um, they obviously played out of their minds in terms of closing out weeks one and two and one way or another for better or worse. I think everyone, everyone deep, deep down knew that, you know, the team, the team's not there yet. And it showed, it showed Monday night, the, the glaring holes they still have. So for, I mean, for the, for three quarters, it was a great game. Well. I wouldn't say great. It was relatively boring. And, and especially, I, I'm sure it was even worse for you guys at the stadium. Because you're like, come on. But uh, through three quarters, it was close. They went in tied. And then Giants kind of ran out of gas in the fourth. Um, but I'm good. I'm good, man. You know me. I, I, don't, ex- I don't go in expecting much. And I think that's why they lost. I think all day Monday. And I was talking to you. I was talking to Nick and Anthony. Talking to my other boy from home. I think I finally let them get me excited, and that's what did it. The uh, a glimmer of hope got a you. glimmer of hope was shining through me all day. I wore a white polo to work. I bought in on the whole whiteout thing, and well, I'm back. I'm back to where I was. Listen, we're good. It's fine. It's it's one loss. I told this. I told my buddy Derek at work, who's also a Giants fan, and he's and he's like a. I'm talking like he was going through all the ups and downs all game. I'm like, buddy. I'm like, you gotta. You got to take a step back, like just, you know, embrace this game for what it is. But I told him at the end, I said, it could be worse. They could be 0-3 right now. I said, they're somehow 2-1. and So let's just let's just keep it moving. And that's it. They, You know, those other two games came down to the wire, and so did this one. But in the end, they couldn't pull out a win. But, you know, at the end of the day, Dallas is still a better roster than the Giants uh, this season, of course. And they, they still got a lot of guys. Just because they're missing their quarterback doesn't mean they're still a good team. Cooper Rush looks pretty good, too. I mean, he didn't do anything bad. He didn't do anything wrong to put the team in jeopardy of losing that game. He made smart throws, and he made some pretty good throws. I'm not going to lie. It looked good. And they ran the ball really well, Dallas. So and with that recipe, uh, you'll have a lot of success. So it was, a, it was a good game overall. Like you said, the first half was a little slow. It was 6-3 to three at halftime. A bunch of penalties. Oh, my God. So many penalties for both teams. It was almost like two a drive for each team so you're sitting there and it's like here's the flag who's it on this time i was sitting next to uh a couple they were dallas fans and they were like an older couple they were really funny we had a good time uh chopping it up during the game uh (laughs) like we were laughing at all the penalties and stuff because we just wanted them to play and have a good time right but the game was good i i had a good time and 
you know, I saw a glimmer of hope when Saquon ran in that 35 yard touchdown run right in front of my face. That was right into the corner of the end zone where I sit. So that was awesome. Um, I've been waiting for him to break off a big run at a game I've been to. And that was the one right there. So that was really cool to see. He literally took it up the middle. I lost sight of him and I just saw him cut it back out to the outside. And from my view, there was no one there besides Trayvon Diggs and he was getting blocked by Slayton. So I was like, this is a touchdown no matter what. So that was, that was really cool to see the crowd was going nuts. And I was like, okay, Giants got momentum. Let's get a stop here. And then Cooper Rush went right down the field and they scored six unanswered of their own. And that, that definitely took a lot of air out of the, out of the stadium. And then from there on out, they just they played a good game. They got after Daniel Jones a lot. Micah Parsons, Lawrence, that whole Dallas front is still very good. They had five sacks on Daniel Jones Monday night. So that's something to look at. Like we said, the team's not all still there. The offensive line is not all the way there. Evan Neal's a rookie. He had a horrible game. That, but, you know, that's going to happen. Andrew Thomas had horrible games like that, too, his rookie yeah. season. But look at Andrew Thomas now. He's one of the best left tackles in all football. So there's a lot of good, a lot of bad, but I don't know, dude. I had a great time. The tailgate was a lot of fun. I met Sneaky G in person, finally. Great guy, man. Great guy. I saw him walking from like a couple, I'd say like 20, 30 yards away, coming our way, and I just ran over to him and gave him a big hug. And I was like, what's up, brother? Like, how you doing? So we had a great time at the tailgate. And at the end of the day, they just lost. But we'll be back again Sunday. They got a favorable matchup once again against the Chicago Bears. Should be another exciting game. You know, it wasn't about winning all of them. So we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend. Do you remember what I've been saying the last two weeks and really the last, like, that's two, four, the last five episodes? The, the massive difference in how you look at a player's performance when they, when they win compared to when they lose? Yeah. How much – how much Danny has gotten ripped apart on Twitter the last couple of nights by non-Giants Twitter. Oh, yeah. Say, saying how bad he is and, you know, they lost. If they won that game, it already is, but if they won that game, people would be saying that was the best performance they've probably ever seen from him in, in the last two years. He played fine. You were there. You saw it in person. That he, he got handed a bowl of marbles and was asked to knock down a 10-foot flagpole. That was the dumbest analogy I think I've probably ever given. But he he was given given no help. I I mean, receivers were falling down. The linemen, like you said, Evan Neal played horrible. Not worried about it long term. He played horrible. The the rest of the line, besides Andrew Thomas, apparently, played horrible. He He had no time but still just, you know, made ballsy moves, ballsy plays, ballsy throws. That one throw hitting the receiver in the the corner out of bounds was ridiculous on his back foot. Yeah, I've never seen him do that before, have you? Yeah, No, I haven't either. So, again, realistically, he, he played fine. But when they lose, it looks so much worse. Yeah, and I agree with that because the way he played Monday night, he he played with a lot of heart. And, you know, he comes in every week, I feel like, doing that, Daniel Jones. And you got to love that out of your starting quarterback. He comes in, he plays with heart, and no matter what happens, he got sacked five times. It was a tough game. Like, it wasn't easy for him, but he made plays on the run. He rushed for, like, 79 yards rushing on the ground, and he made plays happen. He picked up third downs. He moved the chains. I thought he did a really good job, but – 
The problem is, you know, we looked at this receiver core like a year ago and you're like, wow, they got all these weapons. Like, this is great. There's no one. Like, the receiving core is gone. The receiving core is over. No one. Kenny Galladay, you know, it's tough. And I, I still want to see him succeed. And it's tough when he dropped two passes on three targets the other night. And, you know, guys like Richie James are out there. You know, poor Sterling Shepard gets hurt on the last play of the game. He, he tore his ACL, so his season's over. Yeah, that that, that likely might be it for Sterling Shepard as a giant. Soak that all in. Yeah. I mean, last year we all thought that when he, when he ruptured his Achilles, we all thought that was it. And for him to come back the way he did – perform pretty well in the first two weeks and then go down with the just a horrible injury again. It, it sucks. I feel for the man. I yeah. really do. And a lot of players on those team were definitely heartbroken about that. Um, but no, it's just Daniel is working with what he's given and, you know, it's not, it's not everything and it's not perfect, but I thought he played a good game. He made some big time throws, but most of the time when he's out there, he's snapping the ball and there's guys in his face like yeah. Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. They did a good job, Dallas. They switched them up. So on one drive, it would be Demarcus Lawrence versus Andrew Thomas, and it would be Micah Parsons versus Evan Neal. I mean, they tried the, the, the Giants offense tried to mix it in a little like uh, chip blocking with like a tight end before they would run a routes. But Parsons is amazing, man. He's really cool to watch in person. You don't realize how fast some of these guys are until you watch them in person. Yeah. They just jump off the ball, jump off the snap so fast. So it was really cool to see. But I thought Daniel Jones played a good game. I thought that was like one of his better games that you saw him play. And it was like he kind of got let down at the end. But of course, at the end of the day, it's a team sport and everyone's got to do their part. And you want to see him elevate to that next level and be able to win that game. When I saw them get the ball back with like a minute 30, minute 40 left with no timeouts, I, I had a good feeling they might go down and punch a touchdown and to take this in the overtime. Uh, Sill slips, Diggs gets the interception, the game's over, and poor Sterling Shepard towards ACL all in the same place. So that was a tough way to end the night and leave the stadium. Yeah. But overall, I mean, Saquon ran well. He looks great. He looks phenomenal. They got him in space, but I would like to see them use him more. He only had 14 carries. I'd like to see him in the 20s if his health is good enough to do that, which I think it is. He looks phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the cutback Juki had on the touchdown run, run was unreal. So it was just awesome to see. A lot of cool things to see. But they they need another wide receiver. And I'm not saying go get someone in free agency. Just they they, they got to do something in the next upcoming year for whoever their quarterback might be. It's 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 a situation where they're not they don't have the money to go sign anybody. They're not they're not gonna waste they're not they're not in a win now mode where they're gonna waste assets trading for somebody. They have they need. Tony to figure out whatever's going on with his life. I don't know what's going on with him as, as an NFL player right now. He needs to figure it out. Wanda Robinson needs to come back. And now, now they're kind of forced to, despite whatever budding relationship is happening between Dable and Galladay, Galladay's got to play now. He's got to play every snap. They have, they have bodies and they, and, now they're not they're not only bodies, they're athletes. They have athletes that can play the wide receiver position. They just have they just have to be on the field. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, but like you said, Saquon looked good. He's fine. He's without without him, I don't even know what this team would look like right now. Definitely easily 0-3. I don't think they win obviously either and uh, either of those wins without him. Um it's going to be an up and down year, dude. If they can just keep again, like they didn't, 
like, I feel like they didn't play that bad Monday night. It's just, like you said, just Dallas just has more guys. They have, um, they not made that big, they, were, they made big time plays when it mattered too. Yeah, they really did. Like they third were. downs, they picked up a lot of third downs and they ran the ball well. They really did. They were all over the yeah, place, Pollard that, and Zeke. Yeah, not that they were underestimated going into the game, but I think. A lot of times people see that the starting quarterback is out and they all of a sudden think that the team's going to be horrible. Um, obviously, the defense has no – that has no impact on the defense, who still has all of those guys. And and then, yeah, they have – they're in a position now where Tony Pollard's gross and they don't have to feed Zeke like they did the last six, seven years. They can feed – they can give the both of them 15 carries and all of a sudden they're just – they're back to those – classic Cowboys milking the games away, running the ball types of offenses. And Cooper Rush isn't that bad, dude. He, uh, in terms of, in terms of managing the game and making the throws when he had to, he, he did, he did a phenomenal job for them. And he's all of a sudden three and oh, as a starter now. And they're, they're sitting pretty until they're in a spot now where they don't have to rush Dak back at all. Exactly. I mean, he's three and oh, as a starter. 2-0 2-0 this year as a starter, Dak off the, the week one matchup to the Bucks. He didn't do anything wrong, and he didn't do anything to put the team in a bad spot. And right. I think a big reason for that is, is because the Giants didn't have a single sack. They had a few pressures, but they couldn't get to him. And Dallas did a good job of using their tight ends to stay home and block, have extra blockers for Cooper Rush. And I think it just made it uh, monumentally easier for Cooper Rush to – figure out where he was going with the ball and make plays. So that was frustrating in the stands because you're like, oh, we're going to get after this guy. You know, Dallas has been starting their rookie left tackle, Trey Smith. He looks good. He looks very good, Trey Smith. He looks like a good draft pick. And, you know, that Dallas O-line just isn't the same. They're beat up. But, you know, they contain the Giants. And one thing I will say, the Giants without Leonard Williams, they're a different team, that defense. They couldn't stop the run. He is such a big factor for that team. You know, I hope he has a speedy recovery because the Giants are going to need him back out in the field soon enough. Hopefully this weekend he's back or next weekend when they go to London, they're going to need him. And it's just it's crazy to see how they got they let up 176 rushing yards. And you're like, wow, like how has this happened? And they've been so good against the run with Derrick Henry and McCaffrey the last two weeks. What happened? Leonard Williams isn't in. They got gashed. Like when Leonard Williams hasn't been in the past two weeks, they've given up two runs over 40 yards. McCaffrey and then Pollard on Monday night. So that's always something to keep an eye on. But once he comes back, this defense will be in a good spot. Aaron Robinson did not play still because of his appendix. So once he's back to that cornerback two role will be filled once again. So, you know, it's just, they just got bruised and battered this week. They, they got beat by a better team. I thought it was a very winnable game the entire time though. And it it just didn't happen. And you know, they're going to have losses like that. They're not all the way there. The 2-0 start was phenomenal, though. Don't get me wrong. I was, hopes were always high. I, I had a really good feeling in the parking lot they were going to beat Dallas and they were going to go to 3-0, and oh. every fan was going to go home happy. But Dallas played a smart game. Did a good, they did a good job, and, you know, their playmakers made big-time plays. C.D. Lamb with that one-handed catch in the back of the end zone was right where I was sitting. I was like, damn. I was like, what a catch that was. I was like, got to give him props for that catch. And then he dropped one, like two drives or four on a wide open route. And I was like, damn, the Giants are getting burnt in the secondary because of from all these play action passes. So they, they played a smart game and they did a good job. But not being able to sack Cooper Rush was really, I think, the pivotal turning point for the Giants defense. They were on the field a lot and they just couldn't get off. But they held Dallas to a lot of field goals still. They gave up 
a touchdown or two, but they still, they gave up two touchdowns, excuse me, but they still held them to a lot of field goals where it could have been a lot worse. It, uh, it's a, it's a thing where like we didn't in his first game in his, in his first game in the NFL, we didn't get, we didn't get a welcome to the NFL explosive play from Thibodeau, which is obviously fine. Um, they were on a snap count, him and Aziz. They put like thirty yeah. snaps out of like sixty. Yeah, but uh, he, I mean, he, you know, he looked good. He was, he was getting back there and all. He's the fast. Match. He's so fast off the yeah, line. So it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch in the next couple of games. Um, I, when you, I, Tom, can I cut you yeah. off for a second? Yeah, I saw a video last night of a guy doing like a film breakdown on Kayvon's every rep from the game, and it, and the guy was like, "It's cool." how a rookie is getting this many, not double teams, but when the tight end, before they go out and run their route, like one of those rub routes, they're checking him at the line. K- Thibodeau got so many of those looks and it's like, it's crazy how, how much Dallas concentrated on a guy that's a rookie making his NFL debut on a primetime game. So there was a lot of attention on Kayvon Thibodeau all night. And, you know, they're going up against a team like the bears whose offensive line is just like the Giants, not good. So I'm expecting him to get home for a sack or at least get some pressure on the quarterback. So it was cool. Dallas gave him a lot of respect. They didn't let him go in there and try to make a, make a player or just make a, just make like a moment for himself in his primetime rookie season debut. So that was cool to see, but I thought him and Aziz for their limited snap count did fine. They just couldn't get to the quarterback, and, you know, that's on everyone at that point. So, but, it, you know, tough game overall. A loss yeah. is a loss. When you, look at, when you look at the final score, it just like that – that just didn't feel like the way the game ended. You know, they, it was 3-3 three, three going into halftime or whatever it was, 6-6. Six, six. And then end of the third is 13-13, and it just it – and then all of a sudden, obviously, Dallas pulled away at the end. Um it uh they played fine they just at, in that fourth quarter they on defense they didn't get off the field when they needed to on third down it seeped through the cracks how young this team is how how much this team still has to go but also how much potential they have and again next week can only it's only going to get better they're going to play a much weaker bears offensive line bears defensive line so Offensive line can have can maybe have a bigger game. We'll we'll talk about that next time. Obviously, losses on prime time always sting, especially to the Cowboys. Again, like you said, losing losing when you're actually there is ten times worse than losing when you're when you're on your couch at home. Horrifying! It's like a nightmare. Oh my god! When you tweeted the picture of you in the seat, I thought you were going to sleep there until next week. Um. I was sitting in my seat until they, the security guard came up to me and my buddy Jack, and they're like, "All right, yeah, you guys got to get up." And I was like, "Oh man, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun though. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's never it's never fun to lose, but it's fun to be in these games. And as 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 long as they're in these games all four quarters all year long, I'm not really gonna I'm not really gonna you know." take the losses so hard because at the end of the day, the Giants haven't been a competitive football team in in the last five years. So if they can, if they can be grinding out, I, I don't care. I don't care how little points they're scoring. I don't care, you know, in terms of game flow and the way things move, if they're in the game going into the fourth quarter, I'm happy no matter what happens, because just because this team is growing 
and they're building relationships. Players and coaches are building these relationships, building these bonds. The locker room is getting stronger and stronger every week. So let's just let's just enjoy the ride, man. Absolutely. That's all we can do. I mean, it just came down to the fourth quarter. Dallas outscored the Giants. They got that touchdown. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. Dallas and the Giants scored three. So they got that late field goal, Dallas, and the touchdown. So that killed them. And at the end of the day, when the Giants come down the field in the fourth and they only get that field goal instead of a touchdown to make it a seven-point game instead of three, it just stinks. So, But losses happen. They weren't They weren't going to go 17-0. and I mean, I thought they were. No, I'm kidding. And – it was a fun game overall, and I'm ready to do it again next Sunday. You got a favorable yeah. matchup. It's a team they can easily beat. Three and one going into two tough games, and then you might come out of those two games three and three. You don't expect to beat every good team, but who knows? You never know when a, a team can win in the NFL, and anything can happen. I'm sure a lot of people saw Cooper Rush playing, and they're like, oh, backup quarterback, not winning, whatever, me. And yeah. It happens. He he played a great game. He he did it. He did his job, and he made some good throws. Like I've been saying all episodes. So, uh, props to him. And they called a good game. Dallas. They got the ball out of his hands really fast. So they hike it, quick throw, screen pass, little bubble routes, everything, curl routes. They did a good job, Dallas. And you know I got to give props to them, even though I don't like losing to that team ever. So, right. But that means we'll, the Giants will just have to get them on Thanksgiving in their home in their home stadium. That's all. It would back there. So we'll see. But I mean, overall, it's a good game. But the Giants just got to get help at receiver from anyone possible. It's got to be Kenny G. It's got to be Richie James. I feel pretty good about Wandale and Tony if they're both on the field at the same time. It's just getting them there. Yeah. I hope, I hope Tony plays this weekend. If Tony doesn't play this weekend. I'm not going to feel too good about the game. But that's why Saquon's here. Get him his touches. You know, me and uh, this guy in the crowd were, kept screaming, two six, get two six the ball. And then, we were like screaming, he's going to break one at one point. And then like a drive later, he came out and busted out that 35 yard run right in front of us. So that was really cool to see. But overall, Tom, I had a great time, man. You know, a loss stinks. It burns for a couple of days, but I'm, I'm kind of over it now. And I'm just looking forward to this week four matchup at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, move on. Losses, losses suck. But good thing there is another 15, 14, 15 games left. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And you just want them to be competitive every game. That's all we ask for. So that's it. So that's that's all we got, man. It uh, that's all we got. That's me it, and Q are going golfing tomorrow. By the way, oh this my is god, what, yeah. This is wait. Wednesday we're recording. So the uh, the the first inaugural talking big blue with JQ Invitational debuts tomorrow, and we're gonna leave it all out there. I might hit a ball 50 yards into the, the woods on the first hole. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, is, this is also a course both of us haven't played before, so we're going to be pretty blind out there. But I, yeah. that's the thing about golf courses. I don't think it's that bad playing a course for the first time. Just keep the ball in play. Don't be bad. <laughs> as easy as it sounds, just keep the ball in the fairway if, it, if it's that easy. So we're looking forward to it, and we'll have a good time. And then oh, yeah. we'll be back for a game preview, of course. So this is fun. We're having fun with this this year, and this is all we could ask for. Just a competitive team. The guy's having a good time. I was actually just on Instagram. I see uh, Sterling Shepherds posting on a story, like tagging all the guys on the, on the team. It's kind of sad. I'm looking at mm -hmm. it right now. But a loss is a loss. You got to keep your head high, and that's it. And then you go from there. So I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. I saw something crazy last night. I got to read it to you real quick before 
before I forget it, it's about Saquon and his like projections for the year. If he plays every game, this is of course. But yeah, shout out to the Yankees too. AL East champs last night too. Yeah, Yanks, for them. Yanks clinch that happened while while I was at work. It was pretty cool to see. Um, Judge still going for sixty one. I think now that they clinched, he kind of ha- he kind of has that out of his mind. Loosen up at the plate a little bit. Nobody's pitching to him. That's what I know. We're we're segueing over the Yankees while you find this Saquon stat. Yeah, it's nobody's kind of ridiculous pitch- that they're not pitching to him. Yeah, nobody's nobody's pitching the judge. Nobody's nobody's attacking him from from a pitching standpoint. And him, the kind of hitter he is, and the kind of professional he is, he's not going to go out of his way trying to overswing at things, trying to hit a home run. He'll walk every at bat the rest of the year if it means he's getting on base and he's helping the and he's helping the Yankees get runners on base and hopefully score. So we'll we'll see we'll see how that pans out. I think he's going to hit at least one more. Whether he hits two more remains to be seen. But did you find the uh, you find the tweet? I didn't. I remember what it was. <laughs> I wanted to read it like word for word. But basically, it's like we know it's early. We know it's week three. But if Saquon stays healthy all year and his production stays the same, he's going to rush for like seventeen hundred rushing yards this year, which is pretty cool. And that's like a hundred behind Tiki Barber's Giants' uh, um, yeah. all time season record. So that's cool. Uh, final note: Andrew Thomas. Goaded, goaded. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He's 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 the one holding it down, and and it feels really good to have a guy like that that plays so well week in and week out. And I know the rest of the line can play well, but it's tough to go up against guys like Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence in the same game. So, Tom, that's all for me, dude. If you got anything else, it's all yours. The floor, baby. No, that's it. Everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. It's good to be back doing this especially when the Giants somehow win some of these games. We're, uh, we're in for a roller coaster, so buckle up. Um, that's it. Everyone have a good day. See ya. See you later. Peace out.